Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 206. There was an Australian first last week which may have slipped under your radar. The first Australian feeder steer cattle swap was successfully executed via Stonex. While hedging cattle price risk is pretty common in the US, it's never really attracted participation in Australia. So today we have Tim Jude, commodity and livestock broker at Stonex, joining us to talk about how the feeder cattle swap came to be, how the contract's determined and what they hope for the future. Tim is very well placed to be working in this space. He has a background in hedging from working as a grain trader and also in beef buying for McDonald's. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll head straight into it today. Here's Tim Jude and Robert Herman. Well, we've got a good opportunity today to welcome a new person to Commodity Conversations, and that's Tim Jude. Now, just to give you a bit of background, um, Tim is with Stonex, and uh, there's a lot of people in the Australian agriculture field who may not have heard of Stonex before, but I can tell you that internationally and globally, um, they're a big player in the agricultural market space. And Tim is the Livestock and Commodities Manager based here in Sydney. Um, and the reason we're talking to Tim is that uh, pretty exciting news. They've just managed to launch and trade uh, the first cattle futures contract out of Queensland. But before we get to all of that, Tim, welcome to Commodity Conversation. Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here. Now, Tim, you and I met up some time ago when uh, you first floated your ideas about having a, a cattle contract here in Australia and and as people who have followed Mercado for some time, we realise that um, Mercado is, is really interested and, and enthusiastic about supporting cattle contracts. They've got a checkered history, but you guys have got um, have got one going. Now, let's just hear a little bit firstly, Tim, from you about Stonex. What, what can you tell us about them? And, uh, you know, what are the plans for this cattle contract? Yeah, well, I mean... Stonex, people may have heard of us through other names. So previously, uh, internationally and within Australia, we were known as INTL FC Stone. Um, and the Stonex uh, brand name came about a couple of years ago. But um, but Stonex is a, you know, we're a fairly large global company. We're listed on the, the NASDAQ. Um, we have 40 offices across five continents worldwide. Um, but locally, we've had a presence down here since 2009 when we acquired Elders Risk Management, um, and we've really had a, a focus on the, the grain space in particular over the last, um, well, you know, over 15 years now. And so we've been providing risk management solutions and, and hedging options across grains and oil seeds, fertiliser, and, um, and more recently, carbon, and, and now into cattle. So we met up at the Australian Lot Feeders Association Conference, which is the biggest cattle conference I've been to in Australia, I think. And yeah. um, and you were there as well. And I imagine that you had a lot of interest in this contract that you've developed. Yeah, yeah. The um, the BFEX conference we're at the last uh, couple of days hosted by the Lot Feeders Association was great. And um, and that's really a, the core market Um for which this product we created them for. Um, it's really built around around the, the feedlot sector and um, and the cattle markets that surround that. So we had some great response, um, particularly considering, you know, the recent trade and um, a lot of talk about that. And as you said, there's been a, a bit of a checkered history with risk management contracts in Australia, especially around cattle. 
Um, and so I think the fact that, um, you know, it's been created and the fact it traded um, has created a lot of excitement and, um, and engagement. So it was great to be up there and um, we were, uh, were fairly popular uh, to talk to, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there is a lot of excitement around it because um, we know that um, in other countries and, and especially in the US, you know, futures contracts, um, swap contracts, call which like derivatives, they they're, play a really important part in the resilience of an industry and in allowing people to um, hedge their risk. How long have you been working on this contract, Tim? So this has been in the works for uh, probably almost two years now, really, from, from the beginning of the process up to get it up and, uh, and running. We, we responded to requests from the industry, so from the livestock and the red meat industry, they approached Stonex and, you know, there's been white papers written about the need for local um, products. As you said, the, there are products like this um, that are you know, well-trodden and well-used in the US um, and definitely on grain in Australia, there's been products for a long time, but in the cattle space, no. So um, Stonex really stepped into the space at the request of the industry um, to help develop this product. So um, I'm talking to Tim Jew today, who is the Livestock and Commodities Manager for Stonex, and we're talking about this new cattle futures contract that's just been listed. Tell us a little bit about the contract, Tim. How was it determined? You know, just to, and it's based on the Queensland Feeder Steering Index. Explain how that is determined and who provides the confidence to the traders in there that the, yeah. those, the background of those that index and that it's independently produced and sourced? Yeah, sure. So... I mean, to start off with, um, it's a swap contract. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference between a futures contract and a swap contract. Uh, futures contract is listed on a central exchange like mm -hmm. yeah, the ASX or the Chicago Board of Trade. Um, and in this case, it's a swap contract, which means Stonex uh, in effect acts as the exchange in between the counterparties trading it. But it's a cash settled contract that uh, trades against uh, the Argus feeder steer index. Um, and so when we first started, it was really important for us to have a price point for a product to settle against. And we, uh, we brought Argus into the conversation and told them this would be a good space um, to look at in terms of a local price um, report. Um, Argus are fairly big outside of Australia um, and they do lots of re reporting on other commodities and we're looking to enter this space. So it lined up really well at the time, actually, um, that Argus were looking to offer something here. And um, and so we worked with them to help develop what is now the the Argus Northern Feeder Cattle Index. And so what that is, is a, it's a survey, a weekly survey. They have a group of around, I think it's up to 130 contributors now. And each week they collect pricing data um, from people within the industry that are, are trading feeder steers that meet a certain specification. Um and so at the moment, um, we're talking about flatback feeder steers, 380 to 480 kilos, less than 51% tropical breed. Um, so it's really about that bog standard uh, feeder steer at entrance rate uh, weight going into the feedlot. They collect pricing data from about between 30 and 50 participants each week, and they release an index price on Thursdays. Yeah, I think it's very good and very smart that you've based it on that particular specification because that's a that's a, a big part of that cattle herd we know we know most of the cattle are in the north and that's a big part so so the contracts finally traded after a lot of hard work from you guys and mm. i noticed that um uh charlie mort was prepared to come out and say he was the uh, on the buy side of that contract so that would give yeah. other 
other feeders a lot of confidence. Tell us a little bit about the contract users that you see going forward and how people might use it to hedge their risk. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few different segments to the users of this contract. Um, because it's based on a, a feeder steer price, the, the bread and butter users are going to be feedlots and uh, the cattle producers that are producing those feeder steers going into the feedlots. Um, but the tool can be used for anyone that has exposure to Australian cattle markets. Uh, and so we could be talking about live exporters, um, the customers that are buying those live export cattle, um, you know, processors, um, packers, end users of meat products, um, where the price of those meat products is linked to the price of cattle in Australia. Um, we've got livestock lenders that um, want to use this product to adjust the risk model they're lending out for livestock purchases to allow them to be more competitive on their on their yeah. rates and offer uh, greater extensions. So, yeah, whilst the bread and butter users are the feedlots and the, and the cattle producers going into the feedlots, um, it's useful really for anyone with exposure to Australian cattle prices and, and therefore red meat prices as well. Now, I noticed that Argus has been also plotting uh, an Angus feeder steer price alongside that. Now, while the contract isn't based on those Angus steer prices, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of correlation there, Tim. And so even people selling into southern feedlots could be on the look at your contract, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a strong correlation. So the Angus price they've been looking at is pretty much for the same specification of cattle, but just on a, a breed difference. Um, and so the idea is with an Angus price is that could be also be used for a proxy for, for more southern feeders, as you said. Um, at this stage, we're really focused on, on bringing as much liquidity into this contract as we can. Um, we're definitely interested in supporting further, further contracts, you know, based on different cattle types. But, I mean, for now, we're really – our focus is building up confidence and knowledge of the product and how to use it, how to integrate it into people's businesses. Um, and so our focus right now is on these flatbacks. And then um, once we've got that confidence in the industry and it's a, a widely used product, um, we're definitely keen to explore um, those further things like an Angus, an Angus steer as well. Yeah, Tim, it's been a, it's a, obviously a really big investment by Stonex in terms of time and effort and money. Um, yeah. What's your hopes about the uptake? I mean, and how, how, how do you think this is going to evolve? Well, I mean, in the first place, we responded to the industry wanting a product like this. Um, there's been white papers written and, um, and various attempts at it. Um, there's some key differences with this product compared to previous ones that give me confidence that, still, um, that it'll pass the test of time, so to speak. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we need the support of the industry using it um, for it to be a, a long-term viable product. And and I mean, yeah, just the responses we've had the last few days up at the BFX conference fills me with confidence that that's going to be the case. As we talked before about different segments of users of this product, the reason we're reaching out to such a wide range of users is to make sure that each day and each week, you know, there's a bit of an offer in the market that reflects the market. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we knew it would take a while to get it up and running. And you know, as I said, it's been a, you know, almost an 18-month process now. But we're very confident over time as we build up the, the know-how within the industry and the confidence to use it that, uh, that it'll be a success. Yes, well, look, um, we've been really pleased to have connected with you. And um, and as we've said in our discussions, Tim, um, we're really supportive of these contracts. And I think part of it will be the learning by 
people in the industry of how they can use the contracts and you guys going out to um you know things like Australian lock feeders and 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 also the Argus people being up there talking about the way they do the indexes has got to help. I can give you a, a bit of a, a support level, I guess, and, and that is that I think we know within our organisation that uh, if there's any farmers out there or any beef producers or or feeders who, who want a bit of information on how they might consider a contract like this, we'd be really happy to support you. Um, have you got other plans, Tim, to get out and about? Yeah. So as you said, education key. Um, you know, just through the fact that there hasn't been products in the industry, it means there's not necessarily the knowledge and the know-how. Um, so we, we're getting around to as many of these industry conferences as we can. Um, but we're also uh, running quite a few seminars, you know, either publicly or in-house as well. Um, so we're holding one up in Toowoomba on the 23rd of uh, November. I think that's a Wednesday. Yep. Uh, so we're going to do a couple of hours. Um, I'll be up there talking about cattle and how you can use this product to manage risk. We'll have our grain um, broker and expert up there as well. And so the idea is to talk to for a couple of hours across uh, the relevant commodities and then have a, a few drinks and uh, something to eat afterwards. And as I said as well, we're also doing lots of in-house work. So working through price models, helping customers understand their price relationship to the index, how it would fit within their business, how it would flow through, you know, all the way down to the accounting and how it needs to be uh, to be tracked. So um, we're also happy for, um, for anyone that we're in contact with to do those one-on-ones as well. Well, look, um, well done, Tim, and uh, and we certainly, from Ricardo here, wish you all the best because um, we, we understand that how a good risk management product could enhance this industry, um, and you've certainly got some ideas and some uh, opportunities to push that forward. So good luck. Well done. Thank you very much for coming on Commodity Conversations today. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate the uh, time. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Commodity Conversations. If you're chasing a recap on how some of our other key agricultural markets fared this week, head to the Mercado website and our Friday market comments are all there just waiting for you. Or if you're looking for more detailed analysis and outlook, a premium subscription will get you access to all our historical articles. Take care and we'll be back next week.